Hey, everyone, what's up? And welcome to Front Run, where we predict the future of money and technology. I'm your host, John Cook. It's the first week of January 2023. Happy New Year's. Thank you for joining us. For those of you who are new to Front Run, thank you for joining us. Many, many new subscribers over the past couple of weeks. Truly impressive. Front Run is where we predict the future of money and technology. We are all here to front run what we believe is the next generation of wealth creation that we believe to be cryptocurrency. Yes, even in the bear markets, even in record lows, we will persist and create wealth by building the wisdom and knowledge that is needed to identify the winners and losers. Today, we have a very special episode that I encourage everyone to read after they're listening uh, they're done listening with this podcast or watching on YouTube. It's called The Bear Case on Lido, Ethereum's largest staking protocol is hemorrhaging cash. We're going to cover why I believe and actually why we can quantify this very clearly that the largest staking derivative on Ethereum, which is Lido, is not profitable. Its Lido token is truly a pre-mined Ponzi and it is acting exclusively as a pump and dump from VCs to retail bag holders. So to help set this up, I posted a tweet thread on Twitter uh, that you can read if you'd like. I'm on Twitter at John, but you should really go to frontrunnycrypto.com because that's where I, I actually write this analysis on why I'm short Lido in 2023. But the, the TLDR, which we're going to reference my Twitter thread on, is... Lido posted negative $100 million in net earnings in 2022. That means they lost $100 million in 2022 after paying expenses. That's bullet point number one. Bullet point two, its treasury dropped 75%. There is a huge problem behind this in that Lido's treasury is primarily denominated in uh, LDO tokens, which we'll get to. Uh, number three, the LDO token, which is Lido's utility token and mechanism for voting in its DAO, is 100% pre-sold and insider-controlled. It's a compl- it's a completely – it is the worst investment vehicle that you can make when you look at the types of crypto tokens that are available, right? The LDO, the LDO token is pre-mined. It's insider-controlled, which means that the LDO token itself is – owned by a majority of individuals who are either insiders in Lido or early employees. Moreover, and our fourth bullet point is Lido spent more on marketing than did in engineering. And when you when you add it all up, it's just, it's a bad outlook for Lido. And that's why I felt compelled to write about this. It's not a short analysis, but this is where convictions built and it has given me the confidence to actually enter in a short position by collateralizing U.S. dollars against Lido to participate in the downside. But let's cover like my case on why I think Lido is a bad investment decision and not worth the billion-dollar market cap that um, it is currently being valued at. So in a nutshell, Lido is the creator of staked ETH, right? That is Ethereum's largest liquid staking derivative. It accounts for 74% of all the liquid staking derivatives on the market and 30% of the entire staked Ethereum um, population. So liquid staking derivative, for those who aren't sure, who who don't know what it is, um, 
Liquid staking is a tokenized version of stake Ethereum. Okay, so if you want to stake Ethereum and become a validator and verify Ethereum transactions on the ETH blockchain and get paid for that, you can deploy your 32 ETH to a beacon chain and become a staked and become um, and become a staker really. And in exchange for staking your 32 ETH, you're paid uh, block rewards plus transaction fees. Uh, for your service. But the downside to that is number one, you have to put up 32 ETH. And number two, the the staked ETH mechanism is only a one-way chain, right? When you put ETH in, you can't take it out. This will be like fixed maybe maybe Q2 2023 with a Shanghai upgrade. But right now, staked ETH goes in, can't go out. So to overcome this, companies like Lido have introduced a staking derivative where you just buy the uh ERC-20 token, that is a tokenized version of staked ETH. You get to participate in a percentage of the staked Ethereum uh, mining rewards. And Lido, the protocol, collects the remaining fees that we'll dive into. So that's the value of Lido. Staked ETH, liquid staking derivative. It controls 74% of the entire liquid staking population and 30% of the total staked marketplace. Lido also has another ERC-20 token called the LDO token, and that's what's going to be our focus. The LDO token is a worthless utility token used to govern its DAO. Okay? What does worthless mean? Worthless means it's economically irrelevant. So I pulled up there... Uh, the white paper because firsthand knowledge is important, right? And what is the white paper of Lido say for the LDO token? We'll read it together. The LDO token, Lido DAO governs a set of liquid staking protocols with Lido on the on Ethereum among them. The Lido DAO decides on Lido's key parameters and executes Lido upgrades. The Lido DAO members govern Lido to ensure its stability. To have a vote in the Lido DAO, you have to own LDO. LDO's voting weight is proportional to the amount of LDO the voter stakes in a voting contract. Putting it all together, LDO is a worthless utility token that grants its holders governance rights to the DAO, fee parameters and distribution oversight, and oversight of node operators. What it doesn't grant is any revenue collected from Lido staking infrastructure. Let's repeat that again. Super important. Not a single penny of Lido's protocol revenue or staking fees it collects goes to Lido token holders. Not a penny. Okay? Revenue from staked ETH, which is Lido's tokenized version of staked Ethereum, right, accrues to the Lido DAO treasury, right? And ancillary, it's, it's, it's corresponding insurance fund, but primarily the treasury. And we can pull up the proposal that I'm going to share right now. It's a snapshot from Lido that outlines this. Redirecting income revenue stream from insurance fund to Dow Treasury. There was a vote that was, there was a snapshot vote on July 11th, 2022 to approve the redirecting of uh, revenue streams collected by the staked Ethereum to its Dow Treasury, not the insurance fund. So there it is. But what... I'm calling out as a problem, and it is a problem, is that, again, no revenue from the Lido 
protocol accrues to the LDO token. It's it's insanity, right? So how does the LDO token have a $1 billion market cap? It's irrational, and I am betting money it's going to zero, okay? That's part one. The next part, Lotto token is pre-mined and pre-sold. It's bad. This is bad news for sure. So what I mean by pre-mined and pre-sold is that Lido's founding members and early investors control 64% of the LDO supply and circulation. And it's actually way better than that. They're kind of fudging the numbers. So from a, a post on Lido Research, Lido DAO possesses 64% of the tokens. They're locked for one year after which they'll be vested over another year. So that means you have to hold the token for two years or 24 months before it can be sold, right? Lido has a billion tokens. So if Lido has a billion tokens, but they're all subject to this one-year lock plus one-year vesting schedule, you really don't have a billion tokens in circulation. You only have like a small fraction. In fact, when at the time the uh, LDO token was was launched only 0.4, not 4, 0.4, that's 40 basis points of LDO tokens were unlocked and uh, which were distributed to early stakers and Dow Treasury tokens. So what that means is that of the billion tokens in circulation, only 0.4% were actually unlocked and available on the uh, public market to trade. Hold that point because it gets worse. So if you believe that 64% of, of the LDO aggregate circulating supply of tokens uh, is controlled by its DAO, which we know for a fact to be true. Where's the other 36%? Oh, sorry. 64% is controlled by founding members and investors. The other 36% is controlled by the Lido DAO treasury. 64% is controlled by Lido investors and early employees. The other 36% is controlled by the DAO treasury. That adds up to 100%. The Lido token is 100% pre-mined and pre-sold. It's absolute insanity. Okay? There, there's... It's a pump and dump, right? So think about this. The Lido token LDO is highly centralized and controlled by insiders. We know this to be a fact because 100% of the token's distribution was pre-sold and, pre, and or pre-mined to early investors and or its DAO. As a byproduct of having very low circulating supply, Lido LDO token has a super low float. Only between a hundred thousand, maybe a million dollars in daily active volume, you'll see it with the LDO token. That's hella bad. You can ask FTT, and we'll go into why it's bad in a second. So the the third point, which I really think is the is the linchpin in all this, is the LDO token is economically irrelevant. No revenue from Lido's tokenized staked Ethereum accrues to the LDO holders. Okay, let that let's let's parse that out. Uh, Lido stakes ETH, right? It has to pay the ETH that it collects to the Lido stakers, but Lido the DAO gets to keep a percentage of the revenue collected by the staked ETH, okay? That revenue never goes to the token holders, not one penny. It stays within the DAO treasury. So think about this. If Lido has a circulate, a total supply of 1 billion tokens with only 827 million in circulation, uh, how is that possible? And like, what are the early investors doing? 
We should know now the early investors are pumping and dumping, right? The early investors and employees of Lido who hold the token were again subject to a 12-month holding period plus a 12-month vesting schedule, right? We know for a fact that only 0.4% of the LDO supply was initially unlocked uh, until now. The 24-month holding period has passed, like literally in the past month. And what that means is investors and employees are free to dump, free to dump their LDO to unsuspecting bag holders. And I've I've loaded up the vesting schedule for the LDO token. And you can see on 12-31-2022, million Lido tokens were uh now in uh are now <laughs> so bad available to be unlocked. So 975 million. 305 million were investors, 400 million team invalidators, and then 250 million in the Dow Treasury. Wow, unbelievable, right? So, what do you think happens once the uh, LDO token is unlocked and available to um, to sell? It gets sold. It gets dumped on retail bag holders. For example, Stanley Klukov, who I think is one of the creators of of Ave. Let me look him up. I don't want to butcher it. I know he runs Lens. Yeah, and Ave. Okay, yeah. So uh Stan Stanny, who's the who's this who's one of the founders of Ave and Lens. I actually use Lenster. That's interesting, but sidebar sold his entire uh LDO position last month. He dumped seven hundred fifteen thousand LDO tokens on retail bag holders at an average price of one dollars twenty one cents. Ouch. What's what's really bad is that, and this is why we got to like be careful about like buying LD, buying tokens, uh, subject to vesting periods, and be aware of the vesting periods and when it actually ends. The LDO token uh, was bought on average at seed price of point ten of point zero one. That's one basis point. That's a penny. Yeah, the L- the Lido token. God, that's even worse than I thought. Yeah, the Lido token was uh, sold to seed investors and private placement at one cent. Ouch. So if he sold it, if he bought it at one cent and sold it for one twenty one, that's an ROI of one hundred twenty one x. The retail bag holders on Lido are they they're going to be. Their money's gone for sure. Lido is a worthless utility token. Early investors bought the LDO token for fractions of a penny. We already know that to be true. And they dumped it to retail bag holders at the conclusion of their vesting schedule. This is what happened with Stanny literally a month ago. But it gets worse. So if we believe, if we acknowledge that the LDO token um, is intrinsically worthless because it lacks any economic value, and if we acknowledge that uh LDO, the token, was pre-mined, pre-sold, and subject to investor lockup periods, which is now over. It's worse because the LDO token is also the main asset in Lado's Dow Treasury. I'm pulling up a report from uh, from tr- Token Terminal, and it shows the treasury composition of Lido Finance. And we can see that there's about $165 million in their Dow, in the Dow Treasury, but... 120 million of it is in the LDO token. 
That's not good. So why is it not good? The reason it's not good is if Lido needed to, if Lido needed liquidity, if Lido needed liquidity for any reason, and they had to sell their LDO tokens, or maybe they had to pay out uh, their DAO members, right? And they had to offload twenty percent of the LDO tokens in in circulating supply, which corresponds to their entire position in the DAO. How would that play out? How would how would Lido be able to sell a hundred twenty million? dollars worth of LDO tokens at once? The answer is they wouldn't. There's no buyer on the other side willing to pay spot. Not at all. We already know that Lido's trading volume is super liquid, 100,000 to a million. And because of that, I've, I've come to the conclusion that the wealth, the valuation of Lido's treasury is really imaginary. It's a byproduct of a concept that we call mark-to-market accounting. Mark-to-market accounting uh, describes how the aggregate value of an asset is measured by a small percentage of the shares traded, right? I'm going to quote Noah Smith. Uh, he published a really good article summarizing this. You should check it out. It's in the show notes. It's called Wealth is Imaginary. Noah Smith says, basically, on this is on mark-to-market accounting. Basically, only some small share of an asset gets traded, but we value the entire asset at the price those shares trade at. This is called mark-to-market accounting, and it means that the amount of cash you could sell an asset for is different than the value that your asset is logged as. So if if... Lido LDO token is trading at $1 because there's a daily trading value of 100,000 LDO tokens at $1. Mark to market accounting infers that the um, that the 120 million LDO tokens in the DAO's control is worth $120 million because of the $100,000 trading volume that we saw with the LDO token. That is not true because you cannot sell 20% of you cannot sell 20% of of anything at a spot price and think you're going to get the fair market value. We saw that happen with FTT and it's crash and burn. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. So there is serious questions that we have to raise with Lido's solvency with respect to its Dow treasury. But I think all of that is secondary. This is what really compelled me to write this piece. And everybody should take a moment and reflect upon what we're about to say because it's an important metric in how we think about valuing crypto companies. So Token Terminal released the Lido Key Metrics dashboard that outlines quite a few financial metrics of the solvency of Lido the company. Okay, I've loaded it up on the screen. And what we can see is if we look at just last quarter Q4 2022, we can see that Lido earned $86 million. This is denominated in US dollars from staking rewards. Of the $86 million, Lido had to pay out $77 million uh, in fees to stakers, right? Lido provides the infrastructure to do the staking. And they had to pay the stake rewards out to the stakers, and they kept a small percentage of that, right? That is called revenue. And in this dashboard, it's represented as a share of fees collected by Lido. In Q4 2022, Lido earned $8 million on a pre-tax, pre-EBITDA basis, okay? So now Lido has $8 million. What are they going to do with $8 million? 
They have to pay out expenses, right? What are the expenses they have to pay out? Number one, they have to pay out additional revenue to node operators, right? These are the these are the individuals that are operating the Lido nodes that facilitate the staking, right? That costs $4 million. Number two, they have to pay out operational expenses, right? These are members of the DAO who do engineering, who do marketing, who do the legal stuff, who do the product stuff. That's $6 million. If we stop right there, Lido is already not profitable. Revenue, $8 million. Node operator expenses, $4 million. DAO expenses six million. Eight minus four minus six is negative two million dollars, right? If you look at Q3, Q2, Q1, it's more or less the same same ratios. The share of fees collected by Lido is less than the cost of revenue plus operational expenses. If Lido were a publicly traded company, they would be bankrupt. There's no way in hell they'd be worth a billion dollars. Okay, but it's it gets worse. The token incentives, which are the LDO tokens distributed to uh, users that come from the Lido treasury, that's funny money, but it's calculated as an expense relative to Lido. So if you look in Q4 2022, you can see that Lido had a token incentives fee of $14 million in Q3 2022. The token incentives paid out were $20 million. In Q2 2022, the token incentives were $36 million. Okay. So I, I, I consider this like a non-cash expense because token is the lotto token is not worth anything it's 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 synthetically created funny money that confers like voting rights on on its dow doesn't no revenue accrues to the token but even if we were to play ball and assume that yeah let's include lotto's token incentives as part of like a cost of revenue now the earnings is negative $16 million because, for example, in Q4 2022, revenue was $8 million, cost of revenue was $4 million, OpsX was $6 million, and then you had the token incentives, which was $14 million. So you add that all up, 8 minus 4 minus 14 minus 6, and what you see is earnings is negative $16 million. If this were a publicly traded traditional finance company, Lido would be bankrupt, 100% sure of this, or they'd be a fire sale. Lido is not profitable. It will never be profitable, and we know this to be true because if you look at the revenue that Lido collects, even in the bullest of bull markets, it's still less than the cost of revenue as measured by node operator payout and operational expense. You could fire the entire Lido team you'd still and cut out all of the node, the node operators I mean, that's what you'd have to do. <laughs> you'd have to, like, l if we just look at an example, let's pick Q2 2022 because that's when they had, they collected the most fees. Cost of revenue, uh, the revenue is $8 million. Cost of revenue is $4 million, So that leaves you $4 million. But then you have to pay out operational expense, which is $6 million. There's no, there's no way to, like, think through this like lido is permanently unprofitable and then when you add in the 36 million dollars with the token incentives that they had to pay out which is now worthless right you're at negative 38 million dollars you put it all together 
Lido's burning around $100 million a year, inclusive of token incentives. That aggregated up produces net earnings in 2022 of negative $100 million. It's a dog, 100% a dog. I'm so confident in this, right? There is no scenario where Lido will ever achieve profitability. Even if Lido eliminates 100% of its token subsidy, the cost of revenue associated with node operators and DAO members is still greater than the share of staked revenue retained by Lido. Think about that. Even if Lido were to eliminate the token subsidy completely, it still doesn't make enough money. If you look at Q4 2022, if you were to just pull out that $14 million, Lido still doesn't make enough money. They're still negative two million in the hole in Q3. They're negative uh, two million in Q2. They're negative two and a half million. It goes on and on and on. Yeah, Q1. There's yeah. This is the data. This is the data. So now we know Lido, the corporation, is not profitable. We know the LDO token is centralized and. Uh, it was pre-sold to a bunch of insiders who are now dumping it onto retail investors because their lockup period has ended. What about the Dow? The Dow. The Dow has took a 70% hit over the past 12 months. We go back to the chart. We can see that uh, the value of the Dow Q4 2021 was $670 million. Now it's $170 million. That's nuts, Right. The Dow saw seventy percent cut over seventy percent decrease in value over the past twelve months, and this is inclusive of the LDO token, which we already know to have zero economic value, right? So Lido Lido's Dow has went down seventy percent, and its Dow is primarily denominated in LDO tokens, which also has no revenue. It's a double whammy. It's a double whammy. But to add insult to injury, like I was curious to know, like what are they spending twenty four million dollars on? We can see, like in this uh, in this uh, key metrics report, OpEx is six million dollars per quarter. I'm like, what? What does Lido spend money on? Aren't they like a super lean remote company? I was looking through their um, their uh, their Dow postings, and I noticed that their Dow only consists of ten engineers who all work as contractors. So if you're a contractor, it means you're not an FTE. And if you're not an FTE, it means that your employer, in this case, Lido, doesn't have to pay any health insurance, 401k, etc. But even with that, I've pulled up the, uh, it's called Lido's 2022 provisional budget. And we can see that what do you think is the largest expense? Like I'm looking at the lar- the uh, the expense breakout for Lido. It's marketing. It's not engineering. Lido spends more on marketing than they did on engineering, node operations, and bug bounties combined, right? Three million spent on marketing. That's marketing expenditure plus business development plus marketing uh, is three million, but uh, engineering plus protocol or engineering plus bug bounties. Plus node oper- operator management. That's one five and twenty four. It's only two point eight million dollars. It's crazy, right? Lido. So Lido makes no money. We know this to be a fact, as measured by revenue is less than expenses. The Lido token is completely pre mined. 
Lado spends more on marketing than on engineering. But what's the counter to this? Every time I talk to crypto natives, a lot of all the crypto natives usually say one of three things, right? They usually tell me that crypto is a new paradigm that operates under a different set of economic incentives. I call complete BS on that. And we'll go into why in a second. The second point, the counterpoint I hear is it's totally normal for a DAO to have 80% of its treasury and its utility token. That is an insane idea. And usually, last but not least, I get told to go back to traditional finance, which is also a stupid, um, just a dumb response that lacks like any intellectual merit. But let's talk about this new crypto paradigm that operates under a different set of economic incentives. One where earnings doesn't matter and the value of a crypto token or piece of digital art is really a byproduct of its meme velocity. Whatever the hell that means. So this was probably the narrative that was pushed the most uh, during the 2020-2021 bull run. And a really popular... um, example that i keep coming back to is by eagle capital eagle capital is a is a tier two uh crypto vc fund they lost like 95 percent of their uh market cap in 2022 so they're certainly not the entity to look to for financial advice and here's why new paradigm in an article published by eagle capital during the height of the crypto bubble, uh, August 2021, uh, they they make some pretty like insane points, specifically around, and I quote, uh, why are revenue or evaluations memes? PE is a meme. Why? Because there's no natural law that forces down price because PE is too high, nor are there any natural forces that push up price because p is too low that makes no sense pe is pe is the number of dollars you're willing to spend for one dollar of profit that's the bottom line that's what it means when pe ratio is 20 investors are willing to spend 20 dollars per one dollar of earnings when the p ratio is four thousand investors are willing to pay four thousand dollars per one dollar of earnings this is usually found in traditional finance space and like emerging um Tech companies that are not profitable today but will be profitable tomorrow. Think, for example, like an Amazon. This is fundamentally different from crypto tokens that are never profitable. Here's why. In traditional finance, you have companies that uh, have a that have their EPS is negative, their earnings per share is negative, which means that um, their PE ratio is a non-zero is technically like not possible because you're dividing by zero it's it's nothing right if your earnings per share is less than zero you have no p ratio and i think that's what they try to draw analogies to in this scenario but the difference is that earnings per share uh implies that there's no net earnings today but there will be net earnings tomorrow so going back to the amazon or apple example neither of those companies were profitable for a very long time they had um like no p ratio but eventually they became profitable and now i think uh apple trades like a 20 times forward p multiple and uh amazon's let me look at amazon amazon p ratio let's look it up 77 right so that means investors are paying to willing to spend 77 dollars uh per one dollar of earnings on amazon okay 
this exists in the crypto space, but we call it economic benefit, and it means something slightly different, okay? It means uh, two things. Number one, the revenue collected by the protocol is greater than the token subsidies plus the operational expenses, or number two, token burn is greater than token subsidies. Number two is more relevant in like uh, in, in a protocol, in a layer one protocol that has to pay block subsidies for to validators. Uh like Ethereum, but bullet point number one is really a reflection of protocols like Lido that um, collect revenue but have to pay out token subsidies and have operational expenses from their DAO. So if going back to the uh, KPI of Lido, we can see that revenue, again, it's the share of fees collected by Lido is $8 million. And what is the cost of revenue? It's $4.3 million. And what is the operational expense? And uh, what is the operational expense? That's six million dollars. That's ten million together. And then you have the token subsidies, which is fourteen million. So you have revenue is eight, cost of revenue is ten, token incentives is fourteen. So revenue is less than token incentives plus operational expense. It's that simple. When crypto products violate this rule they go to zero 100% of the time you can look at any of the losers in the 2022 uh crypto forecast report that frontruncrypto.com published i'm going to go to it very quickly so you can see it's no winners in 2022 what you'll find is that the crypto assets by month that performed the worst in 2022 were luna ftt solana Axis, San, Nier, Mana, Sierra, all of these crypto coins have one thing in common. Their revenue collected by the protocol is less than the token subsidies plus operational expenses, or the token burn is greater than the token subsidies. Tokens that violate these two principles will also go to zero. This is true. Speculation and greed-induced short-term bull runs may appear along the path to zero, but when it ends, there is always a bag holder who loses, and it is always the retail trader. So ask yourself, will this be you? Think of investors like Stanny Klukov, uh, who invested in the private seed round of Lido because he had preferential pricing. Full stop, that's why. He was able to acquire one share of Lido for one cent that he subsequently sold for $1.21, right? That type of discount is not available to retail investors. If you do not have a seat at the seed round table, then you are a retail investor. P ratios, earnings, profitable business models, a deflationary token supply schedule. These are not memes. These metrics serve as sound financial guardrails to ensure investors make wise decisions with capital allocation. Crypto tokens that do not crypto tokens do not operate in an alternate universe where basic laws of economics and value accrual don't apply. The P/E ratio is not a meme. Earnings matters. If you buy a token that is void of intrinsic value, which means it is unable to generate net earnings for its holders, then be prepared. Be prepared to depart with your money 100% of the time. Even the Lido DAO members have had a change of heart. Okay, I'm going to... I went through Lido's... Um, the the Lido DAO forum, and there are quite a few disgruntled members, and I'm going to quote a couple. 
after a year and a half of waiting, nothing good related to 99% of the LDO token holders has happened. The amount of staked ETH with Lido has passed 30% of the total market share. But can you believe that such a successful project token price has just hit its initial price a year and a half ago? Quote number two. The LDO token does not have much interest tied to the project, resulting in the holders being abandoned all the time, which is very inappropriate. And number three. The LDO token is the governance token with no value for 99% of the token holders. These are Lido maxis who like operate the DAO. They're saying this, right? So to wrap it all up, what do you think is the value of an asset that lost $100 million in 2022 and will continue to lose more money than it earns for as long as it exists? My answer and the right answer is zero. Lido is not worth a billion dollars. No revenue accrues to the token holders. The token was pre-sold, pre-mined. And Lido, the firm, is not profitable. Those are facts that we cannot deny. This is why I am shorting Lido by collateralizing it against USDC to capture what I believe continued downward pressure into 2023 and beyond. Before you follow this lead, please do your own research and build the conviction to make the appropriate trade. With that said, that concludes this episode of Front Run. If you like what you heard, check out the actual analysis on frontrunnycrypto.com. I've also posted in the show notes. Leave a comment if you're on YouTube. I'm on Twitter at frontrunjohn. Uh, I'm on Twitter at frontrunjohn. Let me know what you think. Until next time, please always do your own research. Crypto is so invest, uh, so risky. If you are not aware of the insider trading that permeates across private crypto seed rounds, you are going to be the retail bag holder. Proceed with caution. Take care. Talk to you guys next time. Bye.